not the kind of lockdown we were hoping for, Governor. What a week. Welcome to What a Week, where we break down the week's top news stories. I'm Greg Howenstein, filling in for Matt Sinovic, and welcome to the Red Zone, a report that was prepared for the uh, the White House Coronavirus Task Force, um, but not released to the public until it was leaked to the Center for Public Integrity, who then released it to the media. Um, puts more than a dozen states, 18 in fact, um, in what they call the Red Zone, where there are more than 100 new coronavirus cases uh, per 100,000 in the population. And guess who's smack dab in there? The great state of Iowa. We are in the red zone. Uh, Our cases are going up and have been for some time, uh, and it coincides with uh, the reopening that we all said was too soon, uh, too reckless, but our elected officials went ahead with it anyways. I don't understand the disconnect between what they what the elected officials are saying you know you had the go- uh, governor reynolds in washington a few months back uh saying that that iowa is leading the nation in uh our coronavirus response and defended her reopening you had the vice president here in may calling iowa a success story uh in uh, covid cases and its response to it when it's simply not the case. We opened up way too quickly and way too recklessly so we could get a couple good headlines in and and the the governor and her staff just arrogantly thought that this would be okay. They thought everything was going to be fine. Yep, we got spared out here. It's fine. No mask mandate, no lockdowns. School's going to be fine. We're going to school again next month. Everything's going to be great. It's not great. We're in the red zone. Our cases are going up. We need to be locking the state down. We need to be rolling back to where we were back in March and going even further. One of the big problems is we haven't had the information that we need in order to make good decisions. The only lockdown happening in this state is information from the governor's office, information that the press and the public need in order to make good decisions about literally life and death. You had uh, a press staffer for the Iowa Department of Public Health uh, given the old uh, quit or be fired ultimatum um, after she got what the governor, what she thinks the governor's office thinks uh, is too chummy a relationship between the press. And uh, she's called this issue, um, saying that it's become a political football um and that, that lines up with, with the actions that, that we're seeing uh, out of the administration. Thankfully, we have uh, public servants who are out there uh, trying to get information to the public and uh, honest information, uh, like State Auditor Rob Sand, whose office has been contacted uh, by uh, state and county officials regarding um, our testing information and the company that the state of Iowa uh, gave a contract to to conduct our uh, COVID-19 tests. Um, I spoke with Auditor Sand earlier today, and here is that interview. 
Joining me today is Iowa State Auditor Rob Sand to talk about uh, the report that came out this week about Test Iowa and some of uh, the unusual business happening there. Um, thank you for joining me, Rob. Happy to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. Uh, so is this, is this report normal business? Um, what prompted uh, your office uh, to start this investigation? Uh, we actually had uh, whistleblowers step forward from uh, both county and state level employees who had concerns about what was going on that they had seen and uh, wanted to talk to us about it. So um, that is very normal. Um, and it's how we hear about most of the work that we end up doing. Yeah. And and can you go over just a, a basic summary of your of your office's findings? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the reporting system for Test Iowa uh, has been set up in a way that is different from all of the other reporting systems for other COVID tests. The Test Iowa reporting system uh, doesn't follow Iowa law. Uh, it takes apparently pointless risks, and it also exposes taxpayers uh, because of that illegality uh, to a higher risk of having to pay out lawsuit settlements of taxpayer money uh, because. Uh, of the way that they have set this up. Long story short, under Iowa law, uh, a medical provider that finds uh, someone has a reportable disease has an obligation to report it under law, quote, immediately to the Department of Public Health, end quote. Instead, for Test Iowa, the results go from that provider to Qualtrics, one of the private companies involved in the program, then Domo, one of the other private companies involved in the program. Then they go to OCIO, the Office of the Chief Information Officer for the state of Iowa. And then, uh, fourth, they go to the Department of Public Health, where they're finally accessible to uh, public health authorities at the state and local level. And these, these results could then, be, you know, being passed around this, this reporting chain, it, there's a delay in not only time, but what, what sort of uh, quality issues are then uh, right. coming up? Yeah, what we're looking at here is um, we have not yet reviewed for a delay in time, but frankly, uh, we know that having something go four places uh, is slower than having it go one place. Sure. Right? That is the nature of time itself. Yes. Uh, but beyond that, immediate means direct, right? Without intermediary. Yes. Like impossible means without possibility. Granted, I didn't um, go to law school, but that, you know. <laughs> These are, yeah, that's, that is why I am so shocked that there is any dispute about the legality of this. Impossible, uh, you know, that, that, that we could have a misunderstanding about what the word immediate means. In fact, when we uh, issued this report, when we were thinking through this report, we guided our decision-making from two Iowa Supreme Court decisions that both, both said what you think they would say when they defined the word immediate. They said it meant without delay. They said it did not mean within a reasonable amount of time. And they said it meant without intermediary, in direct connection. So when something is getting uh, information in fourth place, I think it's pretty impossible to argue that that is immediate. Have you heard a, any sort of reasoning of why there are these intermediate steps? Great question. We asked that question twice. Nobody gave us an answer. Crickets from, from the governor's office and from IDPH? Crickets. They just reasserted 
Mm, looks legal. Huh. <laughs> cool. Uh, so what happens if these recommendations of your office uh, are ignored? Uh, that's a good question. You know, we pointed out, pointed out this issue to them as soon as we were aware of it, which is weeks prior to issuing the report. Their response uh, was essentially, well, IDPH says, we think this is legal. And the state hygienic lab, which is performing the test, said, we're doing what the Iowa Department of Public Health told us to do. Right. Which, by the way, wasn't according to a written order, which is what orders normally should be, but apparently some form of a verbal order, uh, which obviously additionally undermines trust that people thought this was the right way to do things. Yeah. So what happens next is a great question. Um, our office has the ability to investigate and report. We can't make people... Uh, do what they should be doing. Well, that's discouraging. Get on that. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't alleviate us from our duty to uh, point it out, though. Um, so, you know, we did our job. We looked at this and we said, well, doesn't look like they're interested in doing anything, but that doesn't mean that we can just shrug and walk away from what we know our duty is, which is when we finish a report um, to issue it publicly. Is there anything that us lowly citizens can uh, can do uh, to urge the governor on? You know, I think making noise is always a good thing. Um, point out to your friends and neighbors uh, what the facts are. Um, contact the Department of Public Health and ask them to tell the state hygienic lab to fix this. Contact the governor's office, tell her to tell her Department of Public Health to fix this. Absolutely. Right on, because... We're all, we're all stuck inside for a reason, and... Uh, That's right. That's right. If, if you're going to call yourself the most transparent administration in Iowa's history, then you darn well better act like it. You would think you would want to have credibility behind your words, you would think. Thanks again to Auditor Rob Sand for coming on the show and explaining what was going on there. In other news, I wish I had better news today, folks. Uh, the number of, of women uh, seeking abortions has climbed in Iowa over the last year um, after dropping by about 50%, 50 percent, 50 plus percent uh, over the last decade. Uh, it climbed by 25 uh, percent over the past year. And I don't think that uh, it's any coincidence that um, our state's decision to uh, not participate in a federally funded family planning program. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. What this family planning program helped uh, helped thousands of people do is get birth control supplies, um, information on pregnancy. Um, and when you give people more information and you give people more resources, they make better decisions. Are we seeing a pattern here, folks? And instead, it's it's replaced with a a administration-run program uh, barring Planned Parenthood's participation and has served less than uh, a quarter of the amount of people that they have previously? I mean, come on. What do, what do they expect was going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm despondent. Roger Stone is free, and there are Iowans languishing in jail for years because they got caught with a dime bag. It's ridiculous. Our elected officials are nowhere on this. No no statement from Chuck Grassley or Joni Ernst about 
the fairness about this, about, about, about a guy who lies to Congress, bald-faced lies, provable lies, and then because he's the president's buddy, he gets off free. If, if any Democratic president had done this, both of them would be storming the White House with pitchforks and torches. All right, that's enough for today. I'm coming back next week with good news, I swear. I'll find it. I'll dig it out of whatever hole it's hiding in. It's got to be there. <laughs> We've been in, been inside too long. Vaccine, hurry up. We'll see you next week. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. For more information, visit potluck.fm, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help us get discovered by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next week on What a Week.